0: In the words of esteemed poet laureate, David Croft, what Verstappen's in Vegas stays in Vegas. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. The man really does have a way with words. Hey everybody, (laughs) welcome to episode 485 of Motorsport 101. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Trey Harrison, there's the F1 race you've all been waiting for, everybody. There's been so much positive reinforcement and hype and news for Formula One's big old debut in Las Vegas, and it was certainly one of the F1 weekends of all time, let me tell you. (sighs) We have a lot to break down because this was a manic, manic race week, and uh, I think most of us are still recovering from the lack of sleep me in particular I, I I am people right now what's <laughs> yeah,
1: what's what's that
0: well, we have no idea it's, it's it's a foreign it's it's a social construct Isn't as well I it? saying who's,
1: like, who's that voice coming out there from 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 over on the bottom right corner of our screen
0: <laughs> we don't normally have him on this show but because we found out the man himself was in Vegas this past weekend um, we had to talk And we had to snag him on this show. Welcome back for the next two episodes, two whole episodes of Motorsport 101. Welcome back, Mr. Ryan Eric King, everybody.
2: Hello. (laughs) I'm glad that I am here. It was... Oh, I miss sleep so much, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, at one point, I went 46 hours straight without sleeping because I just... I I couldn't crash at at all during that weekend because the 4.30 practice times... And you you, you got to be there for WTF1 because some wacky shit might happen during a practice session, which we did on Friday, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> oh, so- Thursday,
1: you mean. Or it was Friday by the time we yeah. got around to it. We'll talk about yeah. that shortly.
0: Yes, te- technically in the UK, it was Friday when it happened. So, we, we, yeah, it, it it's weird. It was
2: Friday in the US when it happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, 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 it was Friday at the
0: track when it <laughs> It was Friday in New Zealand when it happened. I mean, geez. I mean, but, but yeah, but yes, we have the one, the only Mr. Ryan Eric King, who is now currently on cloud nine, because not only did he get to hang out five feet from Lewis Hamilton during this weekend, Max Verstappen said hi to him. So right now he's basically higher than machine gun. Now no, 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 no. I, no, I got to be
2: honest <laughs> with you. Just like that guy, uh, him saying hi was like, it was fine. Uh, it was. It was mainly everyone else's reaction to him saying hi to me. That
0: that was the awesome part. Okay. Well, what, what was the What was the reaction like? You You, you got to share that now.
2: <laughs> That's like, I. It felt like that. I was somewhat notable by association.
0: <laughs>
2: <It's> like, <laughs> Not oh, that you, I was you, just... you know
0: him? <laughs> 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 you sound like Will Farrell in the movie Elf. To go, Santa, I know him. <laughs> I <didn't> know him. <laughs> Oh, dear! So, we, 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 obviously, we, we've got firsthand uh, experience of Vegas's weekend in the form of Ryan Eric King this weekend, and of course, we have uh, our usual wonderful panel. You've already heard him, Mister RJ O'Connell. How are you going, RJ?
1: That's right. We introduced the no melanin section of M101. I was not in <laughs> <at> Las Vegas. <laughs> I was not in Las Vegas. I was I was among the the few people that was there. But was not invited. I just, I want to have a good time. I want to watch more of this weekend, but I got knocked out with like, it wasn't a full on stomach butt. I wasn't throwing up all weekend, but it was like the constant feeling of being on the verge of throwing up all weekend oh. for two whole days oh.
3: knocked me it, out. It's That's the suspense
1: like it. that gets you
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> only you could make nausea sound so appealing it's like, oh it's the suspense it's the nerves it get you yeah, doesn't that, it? no
3: it's it's uh, it's not appealing it's quite the opposite yeah because yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. you you know what's gonna happen and you're just waiting for it to happen you're like i'd just do it right now
3: if i could let's <laughs> say you've seen skynet launch the missiles you're just waiting for the bombs to fall <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
0: uh, what what a polite what what a delightful intro for Cameron Buckley. But but, but enough about
3: but enough about Red Bull and their inevitability. Um, <laughs> yes, here here in the noticeably white left side of our call, um, <laughs> um, I, I may or may not be speaking to you from a different device as per usual, because I broke my MacBook screen the other night. So oh, you know,
1: oh no, oh no, how'd you break it?
3: Um, I may or may not have not been paying attention, and I may have closed the charge cable in the bottom left side of the corner. Oh, no, that's... Oh.
1: You, squ- I, you squished a whole... Pe- you squished a whole bologna sandwich, uh, inside the...
3: <laughs> a bologna sandwich probably would have done less damage. Um, yeah. it's okay. I'll, I'll have it back sooner or later. Uh, thankfully, I'm on the spare. Um, s- speaking of spares, Carlos signs. Oh.
0: <laughs> and the oh, hole through the
3: bottom of his car.
0: The ma- the man needed a whole heap of spares <laughs> uh, uh, after the free practice one was abruptly cancelled. We'll get into that into the reasons why very shortly. It's a heaped episode. Uh, that's what we have got to talk about. Everything to do with the, the, the I call it the lead up to to race week from. I'd say about Monday to Friday. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the race itself. Max Verstappen wins his 18th, 18th race in 2023. It just keeps getting more and more outrageous. Red Bull breaking another record, their 20th win of the season. No team has ever won 20 Grand Prix in a single year. Um, and for Red- once, they had to rip it out of someone else's hands. Yeah, and Checo was up there too. Like, like this was a this was a a, a day for all sorts of banner accomplishments. What could I say? Uh, So we'll get into that as well some penalty discussions that's always fun and vegas itself all in the next hour or so but uh, in the meantime as busy can find this real quick um if you could follow the podcast on twitter at motorsport underscore 101 you can follow our personal handles at dre underscore wtf1 at c buckley 917 at rj conland if you want to follow ryan king and his work over at john you can at ryan eric king please feel free to do so um you know, apparently they're, they're still there's still Vegas stories that due up, isn't that right, kick? Yep, I'm I'm cooking some big stuff. Uh,
2: someone said something that they really shouldn't have.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always an intriguing start to an article, isn't it? <laughs> Brilliant, love that. Um, oh man, all- oh
2: man, Pierre's gonna
0: love this. <laughs> oh boy, oh, oh boy, boy. Any no, guesses no. at home who invited him to this weekend? Um, it, I'll give you a hint. It wasn't Alfa Romeo. Um, So, yeah, that coming up. So check out Delopnik, of course. Check out King's articles on there. I'm sure there's always going to be some good stuff cooking over there. If you want to see some of my stuff, you can do so at motorsport101.com. Check the blog section a whole heap of written thoughts about this very weekend. I am Vegas out. I, I, I am running on emergency power for this podcast because I did not one, but two written articles about the calamity that was Vegas this weekend. So do check them out on the blog section um, of the site. And by the time this goes out, there'll also be MotoGP's thoughts on Qatar because uh, boy, that was some shit too. Um, so all, all of that over there on the blog section, if you really like us, you can back us financially on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash, Motorsport 101. Uh five bucks gets you early access to all of my shows before they got after to the public. You upgraded right to a $10 level to get into the supporters club by Discord of Discord. We listen these episodes live as they're being <laughs> recorded. Uh, shout out to Jason who's uh he's listening as well as ever. Big thanks to Rezzy who's upped his pledge to ten bucks again. Much appreciated, my friend. Um also I wanted to mention as well. We've got just 10 days left for you to vote for the Motorsport 101 Awards. Check out our social media. Check out our pinned tweet for that. As as Siri goes, I'm I'm trying to make people understand Siri, okay? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't yell at my coworker. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah you've got 10 days left to vote on the motorsport 101 awards so, yeah we are coming up. Well, this is the final week of the mainline motorsport season coming up so now's as good a time as any you got 10 days left get your ballots in for the motorsport 101 awards and then we will sit down and discuss your nominees and winners in december in the run-up to christmas so, you've got 10 days left to get those ballots in check out our twitter check out our website the motorsport101.com awards coming to you in early december looking for it will be less
1: time to vote by the time this episode comes out we said 10 days it'll be less than that it'll so if you long, want to get on, yeah. on it if you want to tell your friends about it you better go move on pal
0: Absolutely. tell them the day tell them the closing date last day in november so november 30th will be the is is the deadline for that so that'll be the last day you can get your ballots in for the motorsport 101 awards so yeah just over a week by the time this goes out most likely so yeah get on that if you haven't already End of the season's coming around you've got no excuse and look look look, look out for that driver of the year section good luck picking between those two at the bottom um so yeah all of that and more of course on our website motorsport101.com do check that out right enough waffling let's get into all of this shit formerly known as the last Je- Vegas gestures wildly just, just arms limbs everywhere
3: <laughs>
2: broke, well, i'll always remember that i had a swing in time i'm gonna do it everything i've got to Look, please let the dice stay hot Let me shoot a seven with every shot Sign Viva!
0: So, we had to take full advantage of King being in the house for this episode because he, of course, was in Vegas himself. We'll talk about, a little bit about King about that in just a moment. There was a lot of strange vibes going into this weekend from Jenna Fry's big hit piece for the Associated Press, always an entertaining time when Jenna comes out with some tea, the Wednesday opening ceremony with musicians like Cardi Minogue and John Legend, like and eventually, and eventually the drivers. Um, and, of course, the Friday fiasco with Carlos Sainz hitting the water valve that... Sh- that, that uh, sprung up into his car, cracked his chassis, uh, that, uh b- broke his seat, everything. I had, to, I had to get a whole chunk of his car replaced. Get into, we'll get into that a little bit later on as well. Uh And that led to a cancelled FP1, a delayed and extended FP2, the fans being sent home early, and 200 bucks of gift vouchers going out per head. Oh, what That'll a week. get
3: you most of a Ferrari hoodie.
0: Oh, yeah, like 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 two, yours for 230 of your American dollars on Ferrari's gift shop. Have fun with that. So what do we make of the overall week, race week vibe? And I'll let you in on a little secret, folks, that are listening. I normally do the scripts for these episodes. I put the double length zone in brackets here for my notes because this was going to be a lot of shit. So, of course, we have to look in Ryan, Ryan Eric King's direction first and foremost because he was actually there, of course. So, King, I mean... What were, what was your general impressions? I don't think you've done Vegas before, have you? Obviously, certainly not for a Grand Prix weekend. Obviously, I um, are not that old.
3: Um, <laughs> I don't think any of us are that old.
0: Not even close. Um, but, but King, what, what were your general impressions of Vegas then? The vibes, the vibes were good. Like, it, I'm glad it, the vibes were good because if, if you were on the internet, you really wouldn't think so. <laughs> like, honestly, it was it was
2: a big trickling effect, where uh, obviously most people work normal Monday to Friday jobs, so it Wednesday and Thursday, it didn't seem like that many people in the city cared about the race, that uh, you know it, it seemed like the worst fears come true but once Friday came around for, for FP3 and qualifying like, even that morning, like, you just walk on the screen like, why is every other person wearing, like, team merch? Uh, it was a weird feeling. And then Saturday comes around, it is packed up and down the strip, sidewalks, like, every people are trying to push past each other. It is, the city is enthralled with F1 fans. <laughs>
0: It is wild, but by the time we got to the broadcast on Sunday morning, it was UK time, by the time we, we got there. I did spot the the F1 put up the graphic of 300, I think it was 315,000 for the weekend. That's a pretty good haul for for a first run in Vegas. I know the Friday, the Thursday slash Friday figure was a little down, but they certainly piled in for the actual rest of the weekend. That, that's, that's a pretty good turnout, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I don't
2: expect that to change in terms of there being a big disparity of people just not showing up for Thursday because it's Thursday.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's an average working day for a lot of people, so you know it's it's always going to be a bit of a hit on that one. Um, but I, again, I, I I'm glad that the vibes were better when you were actually down there. Because like I said if you were on the internet and you were seeing how this was going. I I, I, said, I mentioned Jennifer's it piece because that came out on the Monday and, and it was just like, yeah, it's not gonna sell out. The, the track layout looks like Spider Pig, you know. The, the gen, like We've barely even mentioned like General Motors dropped that enormous announcement that they're gonna be building Andretti's power units, and that was like a big fuck you for HMSF1 right there. Um you would think this was gonna be a disaster if you I mean, like, so, you
2: know, Oh man, if if you're memeing about how a track is shaped.
3: Are are the problems really that bad? Look, you're to be you're, fair. you're, you're <laughs> scraping you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. To be
1: fair, to be mm-hmm. fair, we knew this trap was pig shaped like the moment they revealed the layout.
3: Yeah. What if y'all got against Spider Pig?
2: <laughs> but like for the most part, the the real problems. Uh the I'd say the real problems aren't F1 problems. The real problems are Essentially, we, the city, well, the city wants to continue like nothing's happening. Like, understandably, most people don't care about F1, but it, it's a simple matter of the things that they hate about the race are the just the simple fact that the race exists. the fact that the streets have to close for the race to take place and there's no way around that. And it's and it's not like, oh, we're stopping people from uh, commuting to work or, or something like that. Uh, no, no, we're stopping people from being able to be degenerate gamble, gamblers sitting at a slot machine. Oh, yeah. no! Because <laughs> <laughs> the streets that are closed are major streets. So, like, the Las Vegas Strip, uh, like, two side streets, and the one that goes back up behind the behind the casinos on the eastern side of the strip like (laughs) the only people that genuinely would have problems are hotel employees who are working the race and like they're they're at work and probably are commuting in for like an overnight shift or going home and that makes things a bit more difficult for them which is understandable And they made, uh, I wouldn't say concessions to to make things easier for them, but making things easier for for people who need to get to places inside the track just made it worse for everyone. Mm. Because it is possible to drive in the quote unquote infield within the track, uh, because there are two vehicle bridges to get you across. The thing is, that doesn't discourage people who shouldn't be driving from driving. Uh, We still have rideshare and taxi drivers going into this area. Uh, Even though there are shuttles set up to take people from hotels to the track, they're still taking taxis regardless. Like, it is just sheer chaos to the point there are so many vehicles trying to use these two like two lanes
0: out and two lanes in that traffic's at a standstill <sighs> that's that that doesn't seem ideal but again that the, that's more a logistical vegas is a city problem it sounds like to me more than f1 as a problem you know is yeah that unless like yeah
2: yeah it's fair to say because f1's organizing the race itself everything else is being organized by the i say quote-unquote local government, a.k.a. the casinos. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> the,
0: <local> <laughs> the mob. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. They're corporations now, Dre. We got rid of those guys. Oh, of course. <laughs> this is Disneyland now, Dre. Yeah, they don't they don't
0: put
1: people's heads in vices anymore. Those are the old days. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Apparently, Which... apparently they're paying quarterback for the New York Giants these days. Have... <laughs> you money. can have the money and the hammer, or you can give the place back. You
1: can't have both. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a ro- that's a wrong Scorsese film <laughs> But it boils down to like, just
2: a bit more heavy handed traffic management. And you solve these problems, like just straight up, Hey, if you're in a taxi or a rideshare vehicle, you can't come in or out. If you're in a private vehicle and you don't have a reason to be at any of the locations within the track across the bridge, you can't come in like just simple things would, uh, Make things easier and uh, keep traffic somewhat flowing and avoid people from just being complete dicks and driving on the sidewalk and trying to mow people down.
0: That that would generally be an improvement. I, I, I think that would be fair to say. Um. So that was, that was cool. Interesting perspective, though. And look, I remember most of the drivers said after this race that, look, miami was kind of the same way where it was messy first year but it was far better organized this year i know fernando alonso said that after the race as well so i think that they'll they'll iron out a lot of this for year two no no (laughs) question i get you on
1: that point i went to miami year one i went to miami year two uh and i had the i have the experience of having been to both those race in person like king was at the first race hopefully Luck willing, he'll be invited the second because he's earned it. But man, man, the first day of the first Las Vegas Grand Prix could not have gotten any worse. Now, yeah, honestly. Let's
2: uh I kind of feel bad that I, I laughed when the thing happened.
0: Yo. Yeah, so
3: here here's what happens. Um we we all wake up really early or stay up really late on the East Coast to get up for FP1. Mm-hmm. Or we're sickos over in the European region and we just stayed up until it was sunlight out. Hi, uh, uh, I, I'm
0: the sicko. Hi, um,
3: <laughs> um, How's it going? And, well, how much action did we get in FP1? Well, it depends on your definition of action because, what was it, seven minutes into the session? Yes. A drain valve cover. More specifically, the concrete frame around it fails while car- Carlos Sainz is driving over it. And it center punches the bottom of his car, completely destroys the tub, completely destroys the power unit. He needed a new seat. You could see daylight through the bottom of the cockpit. Um, his car is completely destroyed. Esteban Ocon runs over the debris and the asphalt kicked up. His car is completely destroyed. He needs a new tub.
0: <clears throat> and there's now a large hole in the track. Yeah, the session was obviously immediately red flagged. It was not restarted because they figured out that the water valve had failed. And hence, they had to check all the other 30 water Uh, valve. uh, So there were more than 30. Yeah, there Uh, were more.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's that Toby Groner from uh, AMUS said that uh, they had to fix 30.
0: Uh, oh. Yeah, and I, I believe it was a quick drying concrete they put in those holes to fill it up, basically. Salt and asphalt. Yeah, so yes. you dump it in.
2: <laughs> you just lift, yeah, you lift the cover off, you you fill it up with concrete, you put the cover back on, and like...
1: It can't go anywhere You now. pray.
2: <laughs> you, you pray. You pray
1: that that holds. They um, stuffed, they stuffed uh, Paul Bearer in like a glass box, <laughs> and then jumped that shit all <laughs> in the box with Paul Bearer, and I swear Paul Bearer showed up like a month later on Raw.
3: Uh, they, They just packed all the holes with CVS receipts from the giant CVS on the strip. Of course, me CBS
1: mentioned. <laughs> hey.
0: uh, but uh, um, yes,
3: the... I can't take credit for that. King was the first one to that joke. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, um, but
0: that, it, it, yeah, it's this... funny. It's it's funny you mentioned this because <sighs> the FIA would have probably had more time to check the circuit if it wasn't for the insistence on having an opening ceremony at the track on on Wednesday night. Which, by the way, fun fact for Europeans, they wanted us to watch this at three thirty in the morning U- UK time, right? And then people clocked on, because I, obviously I stayed up for it, because again, could be news, WTF1, I'm a journalist forum now, there could be, there could be a WTF1 loose kind of story to make out of this, right? <laughs> then we find out that it was happening live, but then we were going to get shown a repeat on the YouTube channel at 5.30am. I have never been so pissed off in my life. I was just like, what the fuck? I was so mad about that. Um, but also, King, I've got to ask you as an American hit, why did Cardi Minogue never catch on stateside? <laughs> because uh, us Brits were going nuts about her being out there. <laughs> I, I
2: don't know. I Because, again, you have to remember that this was pre-internet. So basically, to become famous in music, you needed like, Time on MTV and like radio plays, which I don't know, for whatever reason, Kylie Minogue just didn't get. Kylie Minogue!
1: She was Tammy in the Street Fighter movie. Oh, uh, like, uh, no, 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 that. No. You're, you're <laughs> acting
2: like all- the Street Fighter movie was a blockbuster
1: hit, RJ. It was. Street Fighter 2 was huge in the arcades back in the early 90s.
3: Yeah, the Street movie. Fighter 2 and all 37 <laughs> versions of it across every game system that could run it. You're damn well, but not right. Not in the theaters. In
1: the same-
0: I think for of that one we have got to tell RJ to go home and be a family man. Anyway, so that was so because of that opening ceremony, they couldn't go, go they, 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 <laughs> they couldn't check out they couldn't check all the uh, water valve covers that are out there. They said they'd done a uh, a high speed test, but there is nothing that can replicate a Formula One car going over those parts of the track, apart from a Formula One car, amazingly.
3: this has actually been a thing for longer than people might realize. Back when sports cars were running the last of the unregulated ground effect, in uh, the early 90s, we had a race at Montreal where uh, basically a 962 got sawed in half by a drain cover whose frame had failed. Very similar to this. Uh, Mm. The ground effect, it's uh, effective. It's it's powerful. It's when you get in the suck to the ground. Um, so yeah, that happened. Um, this causes a chain reaction where, well, there's no FP1. So now we need to extend FP2, which at this point is so deep into the morning hours that it's not really representative of of what we're going to get on race day. It was a temperature.
0: It was a two and a half hour delay. They ended up starting FP2 at 2.30 in the morning local time. And it was yeah. a ninety-minute session, so we ended, they, they extended it from sixty to ninety minutes. So by the time it was over, it was four in the morning, <laughs> Vegas and it, time. And it should be noted,
2: uh, the teams they have to stay to pack everything up and go home. Hmm. Well, go go home. Well, go back to hotel in question mark, in quotations. Uh, and the track was originally scheduled to close at two a.m. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so this entire session took place after it was after the designated time. This is very important because for the one day ticket holders that only showed up on that day and people holding full weekend passes. Because the those working security and those working the human element of this race. um, They went home to go to bed.
0: Yeah, they, they, they. F one would later would admit a day later when they released a six hundred word statement about this, about this, about this uh, scenario, that they were getting close to violating Nevada's labor laws on how long people could work a shift in that area. And of course, if you if you have to rotate staff in and out, there's no guarantee you can get new staff in, and because of all of that. The safest thing they can do, and the only thing they can do, is they can set. They have to send the staff home, and if they send the staff home, the fans have got to go too, because there's no guarantee for their safety at the event. So everybody had to be sent home, and that's why FP two was effectively under closed doors. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shitter. The fans were quite understandably pissed off. Um, I know it'll cheer them up. Go on, a refund? Ha- <laughs> refund. <laughs> In this economy. My sweet son's about... child.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see what uh, I'm no. doing with this. You get um, 200 US dollary dues to spend at the Las Vegas Grand Prix gift shop.
2: Have fun with a t-shirt and a hoodie. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> you're, for- you're forgetting the other catch, too. That's only if you had a one-day thursday ticket oh yeah if you are a full
3: weekend uh pass holder you could um fuck off back home with pleasure rocks
0: (laughs) your your
1: refund your refund was cowboy james storm yelling sorry about your damn luck
3: yeah Yeah, for all 600 words uh of that statement of which there was no apology because f1 didn't want to open themselves up to a lawsuit so of course they are being sued anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> you pissed off America- a bunch of you told a bunch of rich people you spent this money, but you're not getting the service.
0: What did you think was going to happen? Like, you wanted the full American experience, you get the full American experience. I'm going to sue the ever loving shit out of you.
3: Here, here's a class action lawsuit and a quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, All gonna that 600-word is... statement basically amounted to, hey, it is what it is, ain't it? But yeah, go okay. All I'm gonna say
2: is the Viet Cong had had RPG-7s and uh, AK-47s. We, the American people, have class-action lawsuits. Of course. Damn right! The the the, the, the greatest weapon
3: in the American hostel. (laughs) I don't know, can you dip shoelaces in motor oil and yank them through the barrel to clean a class-action lawsuit? Hey,
2: but I'm pretty sure a lawyer knows how to make up billable hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
1: so yeah, those are uh, the, the long and short of it. This is a terrible, terrible look for the pinnacle of motorsport to have eight minutes of racing, of track time that people can actually see, sending people that paid the most exorbitant ticket prices home, and, and because of all this, a ninety-minute session with cl- behind closed doors, and all because. Nobody bothered to prob- properly inspect well, the ramble well, covers?
3: Well, well I, I look at it like this, is that the, the, the more you compress a schedule for people to do their due process for track inspection, the higher chance the corners are going to get cut and something is going to get missed. Yeah. Now, one drain coming loose, that's an honest mistake. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it at Baku. We've, we've seen, it, seen it at multiple tracks. We've seen it at Monaco. Yeah. Um,
1: 30? 30,
0: 30, that 30, is a, that is, 30 that, drain that,
1: covers will be uh, lifted up. Wardell, <laughs> Stephen Curry. <laughs>
0: good, 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 good news. King. I've got, I've got draft cover number 29. I like my chances of winning this Raw rumble, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, this was not ideal. This was a, this was a systemic failing from, Whoever, who, like, who would dare promote such a grand? Oh, it's F one itself. Oh, that's a problem. In um, so, in house, uh, they, they they couldn't even blame the promoter for this one. Um, yes, as, as the key- confidence is coming from inside the house.
3: <laughs> are, are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? Etc. So,
2: yes, I'll
1: just, I'll just say, like, people from other forms of motorsport were absolutely yucking it up, ...licensed <laughs> to fire at.
0: Will. The IndyCar NAS- always- Indy and NASCAR communities had their pants down and helicoptering as we speak. They're still going. Whoa, whoa. Uh,
2: NASCAR can't talk. They've only had one street race. Get
3: out of here. Exactly. NASCAR but- can't talk. That truck finale still happened.
0: Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, that was the fume elements of it all. The fans that missed out, the the day pass holders that missed out, got a $200 gift <laughs> voucher, so enjoy your T-shirt, and maybe a cap and a push. Um there's a sports element of this as well, because Cardo Sainz had to replace most of the elements of his car as direct result of the damage of the impact, including his energy store. And it was the third one he'd used this season. You're only allowed two <clears throat> for the year. So as a result, um, rules are rules. Cardo Sainz t- had to take a 10 place grid penalty for an incident that, um, wasn't his fault. Um, <laughs> yeah. the part yeah. I love about this was so, uh,
2: AlphaTauri's CEO, Peter Bayer, he used to work at the FIA. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So him not working there anymore, he was fully open to explain Mm. why that penalty was given. (laughs) And he pretty much explained, because he was still at the FIA when the rules were being made, and he was like, yeah, we wanted to put in like a force majeure clause for something like this, but the team said no. <laughs>
3: oh, funny that. <laughs> oh, well, well, well. If it isn't the consequences of our own actions. So,
0: uh, uh, Is this yet another case of the inmates running the asylum here? Absolutely. It feels... Yeah, so, yeah, again, I love that even the stewards themselves, Derek Warwick, who was a chief steward for the weekend, he put in the statement regarding signs penalty. Look, We'd throw this out if we could, and basically, because they knew it was obviously an act of God. And so because yeah, the, the track was, was, fail- was the track failed. It wasn't anybody's, yeah. like, it, wasn't, it wasn't the driver or the team's accountable responsibility. It was the tracks. They had failed them. So they wanted to throw this out, but they couldn't. <laughs> and if they tried to, how much do you want to bet Total Wolf would have picked up his phone in a very, very heated manner, smashed his Bose headphones against a desk and gone, we're lodging a protest because let's not forget mercedes and ferrari are currently beefing for second place in the constructors championship right now that means something that means something. that's tens of millions of pounds of prize money right there this this means something
3: yeah i mean uh kind of tell it it kind kind of a hit of carbo with the way those comments came out and then the way mercedes weekend went
0: yeah, because Toto, uh, Toto gave it the big one about how, oh, look, it's just a bit of practice that we lost. And, of course, the fans were not here for any of this. Look, technically, the man is right. It was just a practice screw-up. And it just, it just, this could have been far, far worse, quite frankly. But, you know, we, we it, weren't it here to hear far, any of that. could have been far, far worse.
3: Carlos Sainz genuinely was centimeters from death.
1: Yeah, that's another thing that was overlooked in all this is like... It, Thank that,
3: God he escaped with minimal to no injury. Yeah, he got yeah. lucky. Like he got very lucky. Like, like again, in, it in the in split the paddock the w- safety cell from like, the bottom of the car.
2: Like I'd say, in the paddock when the incident happened, like
3: it, we knew like how bad it was. Like, oh King, you could see it. Like there was a hole, basically right where like the tea tray on the bottom of the car starts. Like right where the plank starts was just a cylinder
0: punched up into the chassis.
2: Like, yeah, you don't want to know the sigh of relief when he climbed out of the car.
0: Like... Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh, man. Mean.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's not been talked about enough in this weekend's coverage. That Carlos Sainz was a very, very, very lucky boy because most people have heard because, yeah. that
1: Carlos Sainz had gotten out of his car and then learned about the penalty and realized that like they've given the man the death penalty for 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 jaywalking. Yeah, because <laughs> the thing,
2: like the thing is, when the incident happened, it was pretty unclear on the world feed at first because it it was never caught on camera. It, it sort of, yeah. Carlos got a warning on his display to pull over and stop the car without any further explanation which I think it was a bit of like uh, David Croft a, jumping to conclusions because uh, yeah if you saw the video Carlos yeah, the definitely CCTV knew <laughs> <laughs> yeah that well, had it, it was, pull over
3: <laughs> yeah the CCTV footage which came out pretty much right away um thump gigantic cloud of sparks car grinds to a halt oh my lord
0: yeah terrifying terrifying incident carlos got very lucky in a in a physical i'm still alive sense but uh unlucky in terms of the sporting regulations uh needs these must he would qualify on the front row he'd end up starting that grand prix from from 12th in the end and would go on to finish in sixth what a vibe uh and and this was all by friday friday afternoon we, we like, so this haven't was even gone to qualifying. qualifying. Yeah, like, we, f- this was before we even got to qualify. And then, like, the vibes were off by this point. Everyone was looking for um, sticks to whack the pinata with in Mexico. Was all, it was only a couple <laughs> of weeks prior. So uh, it, the Grand Prix was going through it. I, 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 Even I wrote a piece about it. I don't normally do that. I was going to make a big old effing Dre's race review piece about this intro. And I was like, I'm bringing this shit forward. We got a uh,
3: Dre's uh, week review instead.
0: Yeah, the, 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 this weekend, Dre, which is a terrible thought for everybody involved. Um, so yeah, like we finally got through all of that. We had qualifying, it was, and thankfully brackets. The rest of the weekend went off without a hitch. So, you know, um, thankfully it, for all involved. Yes. Um, Charles Leclerc got his uh, fifth pole of the year. Good for him. It was a Ferrari front row lockout. Um, very close competitive session. We were all celebrating in the Discord because Williams had locked out the third row. Logan Sargent, P6 on the road in, in qualifying. We were all going nuts about that one. Uh- <laughs> what the fuck is a
3: kilometre oh inside my Lord.
0: Apparently no one in real life did because according to Danica, no one knows who he is. She's probably right, annoyingly. But, um, <laughs> but uh, we had all the pomp and pageantry. We finally got to the race itself. Um, and, well, Verstappen had to work for it. He was obviously, he got promoted up to second after signs his penalty. And he went for it. Um, lunged at Charles into the turn one hairpin. And then all of a sudden, people had forgotten that there was a giant oil spill <laughs> that had happened. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. <laughs> We will we,
3: we'll talk about the turn one incident, the first just, turn one incident. Yeah. Mm. But we do forget that, uh, yeah, he went deep. A quarter of the field went deep.
1: Yeah, Some of them because, into each other. You know why it was? It was because there was a classic car parade taking all the drivers around. Apparently one of them started. Three of them. Three of them.
3: Three, three, three of, of them. them. Piastri, Leclerc, and uh, Lewis. All three of their cars broke.
1: All three of their cars shitted their entire ass full of doo-doo oil out on the track.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's why the the grid was covered in speedy dry on the uh, uh, left side
0: and there was just basically no grip for the first few laps on, on turn one. People had to basically tiptoe around. Verstappen runs Leclerc off the road. More on that in just a minute. Fernando Alonso spins. He collects Valtteri Bottas's car, who had started... By the way, Valtteri Bottas qualified qualified 7th and his race was ruined after 10 seconds, poor guy. Um... <laughs> So that was fun. Hamilton got caught up in it and Perez got caught up in it as well. Um, so we had a, a safety... spun
3: himself on the brakes.
0: Yeah, just lost it. Completely lost it. He, he, he said skill issue, basically, and uh, spun out of his own volition. Now let's go to that main incident because there was a lot of talk about this. Um, we had a safety car. There was discussions on the team radio between Max and GP, his race engineer. Red Bull elects not to give the position back to Charles Leclerc. They'll leave it in the hands of the stewards. The stewards look at the incident at turn one, and they deem five-second time penalty for Max Verstappen for forcing another car off the track. A a, a Max Verstappen classic, as I like to say, um, of yesteryear. Now, there was a lot of talk about this. Charles Leclerc actually said after the race, he felt like it would have been fairer and better If they'd have, if the FIA and stewards had forced Max to give the position back instead of the five second time penalty. Now, I wonder, gents, how you feel about this. Has the five second time penalty outserved its usefulness as a deterrent? Because this is coming up a lot now this year. I
2: I don't think that that's the real question. The real question is should. Should you be allowed to do something to avoid getting a penalty at all? Because mm. like, it, it, you don't see this in other sports. The closest thing you see in to this is, say, in the NFL in American football, where the aggrieved party could decide on whether the other team gets penalized or not. The penalized team does not have a choice in the matter.
0: Right, it's 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 a, it's a plea deal in of itself that you know general rule of thumb in F one now. If you run somebody off, or if you pass somebody illegally, whether it be forcing another guy off or track limits, if you give the place back, nine times out of ten they will void the penalty. Yeah, or, 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 or void the potential penalty <laughs> because yes,
2: Ferrari could
0: beg the
2: stewards to force for to give the place back, but that's not in the rule book. There's nothing in the rule saying that you must yield a position.
3: Yeah, I mean, the the rule inherently gives itself. It basically gives the person who committed the penalty leeway to say, oh, well, I'm going to leave it up to the stewards but i'm not giving up track position
2: yeah because if you if you don't give up if you don't give up track position it's always gonna be a five second penalty because it's the only penalty they can give you
3: yeah and there's not like a shut off switch for the fia to say okay well no we mean it we're dropping you back a place yeah Um, it's it's not it's not a
0: punishment they can give
3: yeah, it's not a punishment. They they don't have a way to enforce it
1: beyond the five second penalty.
0: Yeah, because you can just ignore it at the end of the day.
1: Um, we just like how long ago was it we were talking about like George Russell openly saying the quiet part out loud that like they're gonna want they're gonna take more risks and, and take these five second penalties and just like try and drive away to cover that.
0: It was Koter. It, it was it was cota because that weekend during the sprint he passed Alex Albon while putting four wheels off took the penalty and ended up finishing, I think seven or eight seconds ahead of Albert on the road anyway. So the penalty was meaningless.
3: Yeah. If and, you've got a quicker car, you can put confidence in your equipment that you're just going to pull the gap anyway.
0: Yeah. And look, I am not, a, like I, I've made this clear and I've written about this on WTF one over the, over the season as well. I am not a fan of teams being able to game this game, this rule um, because Cam's exactly right. We're now seeing teams that can bet against themselves, they will drive awfully, or they will deliberately. Um, I think Oscar Piastri called it premeditated, where it's like, we'll, we'll pass him illegally, we'll take the penalty because we think we can beat them on the road by enough for the penalty, don't matter. Alex Albon was taken out in Singapore by Sergio Perez doing exactly that. We've um, seen about
3: four examples of it in the second half of this season alone. Mm. It was Lewis and Piastri uh, when they hit each other in Monza. Yeah. Um, when Lewis crossed him over, well, Lewis just drove away. Ended up not mattering. Um, Perez, call a spade a spade, shoulder charging Albon into the wall. Singapore. Five second penalty mm. in Singapore. And George and Coda. This is now the fourth example of this. Thankfully, um, both of them got away with it as far as damage, which could not be said for those behind them who missed turn one. <sighs> Pull Valtteri. Uh, v- Valtteri Bottas deserves a hug and a car that isn't this goddamn mid.
0: Go go, go Um, buy his calendar instead. It goes for a good course.
3: Tasteful nudes making the world go round, apparently. Yes, sir. (laughs) But uh, in this case, Max wasn't actually able to pull the five seconds because though he was quicker initially, on the medium, the Red Bull just grained up its front tires.
1: That's crazy. Remember, um, we talked about this. You may not have heard, but Las Vegas, despite being in the desert, is not 100 degrees all the time, 24 hours well, a day. It might 7, surprise people to learn
3: this, that <laughs> while deserts are hot during the day, they're extra cold at night. And in fact, this was officially the coldest <laughs> um race of the year thus far i don't expect abu dhabi to get colder i've got some very big concerns if we do (laughs) um but while the track uh, while the air temperature was consistent pretty much across the race the track temperature continued to go down remember that it becomes important later well we get towards the end of the first stint max drops off a cliff yeah
0: and uh, um, he, he, it was he, about he's, he's, three
3: laps it, there was an initial drop and then a big drop and then a big drop and by as soon as you know it Charles is past him
0: yeah
3: um this does gloss over the fact that uh Lando Norris oh he took oh.
0: a very late night session of bottoming it can happen to anybody
3: in Vegas oh man <sighs> um bottomed out obliterated his car not great Briefly had to go to hospital as well, just, just, to, just, just to give him the once over. Thankfully, he's all right. But um, yeah. Thankfully, he escaped without any particular injury. I do think F1 needs to do something about the uh, tires coming off the rims, mm. given it's practically a spec wheel anyway. Um, but this sets us up really interestingly for the rest of this race. Max pits early, bolts on the hards. Leclerc desa- opts to extend his medium stint, bolts on hards later. And then? And then we
0: get a second safety car later on. Why was that? Um... I, I, I wonder, like, like mm, what could it possibly have been? Like, Cam, remind us. <laughs> um, that five-second penalty that Max got
3: dropped him behind George Russell. Right. So then he opted to pass George Russell. He was fully on sa- alongside for about two and a half seconds, and Russell decided... Mmm, side pod, front wing, nom 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 nom.
0: Again, uh, another chapter in the George Russell book of dodgy racecraft. Um
3: yes. Uh, turns in, Max's car sheds a surprisingly big chunk of front wing, whole M plate, and some of his main plane, and we got a safety car to clean up some of the debris.
1: At that point in time, did you think that Charles Leclerc's race was ruined by not coming in? <sighs>
0: Not yet. Yes, I did. To be honest, I thought I thought I thought <laughs> you. I thought you'd go with the crowd on that one. Personally, <laughs> I get why they stayed out.
3: What I don't think Ferrari expected, and I think there is multiple pieces to this. Ferrari just weren't quick on the hard. Yeah, and and I think a, I think a little bit less of that is that they weren't quick on the hard. It's that being on the hard and being on a little about five laps fresher tires which is not a huge amount but when you put a heat cycle through a tire then it cools down that can do screwy things on this case and in this case on charles's car but the continuing lowering of the track temperature plus the hard being more resistant to graining red bull could just basically go bonsai for the rest of the race with max he could just do quality lapsed more or less for as long as you wanted and the Ferraris just weren't quick on, as quick on the hard. They, they lost their tire wear X-Factor with that. Very weird to say Ferrari had a tire wear X-Factor over Red Bull. Yeah, that's crazy. We've, we've Big got, reversal we've, we've, of fortune we've, we've, we've for come this
0: year. full circle on this year.
3: <laughs> um, once Max caught him, and he caught him within six or seven laps of the safety car for the debris... Caught him, passed him, broke DRS, and just, it wasn't a huge gap. It wasn't like what we've seen Red Bull do all of this year, but it was enough that Charles didn't really have an answer.
1: And I think, I think at the time that Leclerc got passed from Verstappen, Sergio Perez was leading on track, and that was the moment where I think, it, oh, yeah, here it comes. This is the moment where I knew Sergio Perez was not going to win this Las Vegas Grand Prix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not again. <laughs> I, I think the
3: telling one was when we they dropped the hammer for the restart and Leclerc could not get away from Perez.
0: Yeah. But Perez just stayed right with him the whole way through. Eventually got past him. Leclerc got him back a little bit oh, later well, on in that phenomenal pass. Oh God! Are we
1: talking about the fi- the one in the last lap? The final lap, yes. Yeah, oh,
0: it, it, it's 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 worth pointing us out because again, um, uh, credit to J. R. Hildebrand, who technically is an employee <laughs> of mine, as a fed employee <laughs> of mine, um, over at the race, who pointed out the 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 data on this. He looked at the telemetry. <laughs> Charles Leclerc hit two hundred and twenty-one miles an hour. There's a reason for this because Max had backed off. He had a four-second lead with a lap to go. The gap's come down to 1.8 or so because he's trying to give Checo a toe to defend from a potential Leclerc last lap overtake. Um, Perez is riding the toe. Leclerc is going at 221 miles an hour down the back end of the Vegas Strip with DRS open and an, and an extra an, two-car toe effectively. He still brakes later than Checo does going into the penultimate corner. The braking data spikes at seven Gs, oh, damn. Uh, which is uh, we're in fighter pilot territory with that kind of Red Bull
3: X twenty ten territory,
0: <laughs> right? Like he's 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 brakes later than Checo, hits seven G on the braking force to pass him, and he's inch perfect into the penultimate corner to take second and steal three extra points from Checo going over the line in a photo finish on the final lap and the final corner of the race. That was a, a that alone was half a point. Alex Jakes had fallen <laughs> off his chair in excitement. Um, F1
3: TV commentary simply exploded.
0: Yeah, he, just like, I'm just going like to let this man cook. Uh, because Alex Jakes was uh, falling over backwards Um, it's great.
1: It's, it's another reminder of light. And I know Charles Leclerc hasn't always, there have been opportunities that Charles Leclerc has wasted on his own. But if people think that Charles Leclerc's atrocious pole to win ratio is all his fault, they do not know wheel.
3: To that effect, Max now has 11 wins from Charles Poles. (laughs) Race pace.
1: Which is Crazy, but yeah, that is that is a
3: ludicrous statistic. Other ludicrous statistic. Max Verstappen has tied Sebastian Vettel for race wins.
0: Oh. What? Dagger to my chest,
3: please. Fifty three race wins. He is now tied for third all time. He had ten wins going into 2021.
0: 43 wins in three years. His 18th win of the year, his 43rd win in the last three seasons. He's effectively had Ayrton Senna's entire
3: statistical career, minus the pole positions, in a three-year span.
0: It's it's laughable. Uh, What is this shit? He is on pace to... Be around seventy or eighty wins by the time this regulation set ends. If he keeps this up, he won't keep this up for three more years. But like, holy hell, this is this is ridiculous.
1: Max Verstappen is like the main character of this week because he comes in this weekend. He, you know what? I th- I put it together. Max Verstappen is basically our generation's Kimi Raikkonen. If mm. Kimi Raikkonen was never the underdog in most situations of his career.
3: Max Verstappen spent most of this week going if Las Vegas Grand Prix has no haters it means I'm dead
1: he called it he called he called it the National League where Monaco's the Champions League that is <laughs> so <laughs>
0: I, I, honestly, I'm surprised Max Verstappen knew what the National League was. He's a fan of the fifth tier of English football. What a guy. Um No, but I, I wanted to talk about that. I mean, I'm glad you, I wanted to talk about this as well, because like, even Max had kind of come around on it a little bit by the time it was over. Well, I mean, yeah,
1: because he, he, was was. Singing,
0: he was singing Viva Las Vegas on the radio going into Park yes, for May.
1: Masterful troll job.
0: I, I love the fact <laughs> that he said he's, he's going to ask Jerry Horner for lessons afterwards on when it comes to singing. <laughs> Um, uh, and he was doing this while wearing, a, and he and he was doing this while wearing an Elvis Presley inspired race suit, which is just yeah. It looked but, like he
3: had three Ferrari drivers in the Park Ferme
0: r- r- ride. The yeah, back of a limo. The the, the, the did, you, did you just say the fake taxi, RJ O'Connell? Well, like... You, f- you <laughs> fucking sicko! <laughs> oh man.
2: <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, as much as like. The- the post-race car trip felt so awkward, but that was mainly to hide the fact that this permanent facility that F1 built doesn't include a podium. Huh?
3: Yeah, that- that happened. That,
0: it, it barely has a media center and it No, it has doesn't no have pro- a media center. It, it's it, like, it, it's like, the media center
3: it, is repurposed other stuff.
1: Yeah, that's that's one thing we were talking about last week, that people were going in on the media center, like, this is going to be a sign that this event is doomed to fail.
0: Yeah, auto sports are are very mouthy, shall we say. No, I was going to say, like, this was...
2: Well, (laughs) no, circling back, there are reasons for, like, (laughs) there not being a media center. I don't care. I I think it's... I I need to know more about F1's purpose behind maintaining a permanent presence on the las vegas strip if their permanent facility there does not include a media center or a podium
0: well best, you know, best laid plans and all that's so like it, 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 fun it's amazing we got a literal joyride. the max verstappen <laughs> podcast was well, moved on the road well, yes
3: yeah, so the max verstappen <laughs> experience featuring One happy dude, one (laughs) dude in shock, and one dude in agony. (laughs) There's a couple pictures. Look like Charles, like Charles Leclerc, drove his nuts off all weekend. It was a one of the his his Q2 lap. I'd argue is one of the laps of the year. Um, He
0: did everything right. We just can't beat this guy. He, he was one corner away from finishing third. I mean, it just, it just wasn't we fair. We just
3: can't beat these guys. Um, very important also to note um, Lewis Hamilton laid an egg. He did. Um, in qualifying and then got caught up in turn one and then was, you know, equal victim of a 50 50 with Piastri. Perrins confirmed P2 in the drivers.
0: Good for him. The first time Red the Bull will ever finish. He's hit par. He's hit par. is <laughs> Red... the first time Red Bull ever finish one-two in a driver's championship. It's
1: justice for last year.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, there's th- th- a couple things I want to point out before-, before we before we wrap this up. First of all, Esteban Ocon, 16th to 4th. What a you day know what? No. You know what?
2: Let's go. Yo. It was, Yo. Hey.
3: It was Alpine's <laughs> invite. Oh man! I'm just it was saying their, their guest I'm just who just saying, brought them the strength.
2: Alpine, uh, they they have a vacancy at the team principal role. I'm not saying that that's my application, but... <laughs> the, the bare minimum
3: will have been achieved and exceeded given how their management has gone the last couple no, of years.
1: But King, think of this though, right? And you don't have to put the people who <laughs> invite you out on blast if you don't want to like when we watch Mexico City, I know what we were all thinking is that when we go to Las Vegas, this track with so many long straightaways, we're thinking, yeah, Alpine is the team that's really going to turn some heads in this race. I
3: I have thought about this in the last like 24 hours. And I think what it is, is that I think if there's a lot of breaking zones, they can I think their MGUK is good enough that they can regen reasonably well they can keep themselves going down the straights at tracks where you're relying a lot more on the h and regen under acceleration they're awful yep that that yeah. seems That's to be the spa, case they were horrible because the thing is line. that
2: the thing is one thing they wanted to clarify to a lot of people about you know, the idea of them getting an allowance under the freeze to try to catch up they 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 didn't think that there was anything fundamentally wrong. They generally just thought, yeah, we just haven't gotten regen figured out. And it's like the FIA were the ones who stepped and said, like,
3: guys, you need help. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would say I would say if you don't have your regen figured out on. a <clears throat> Year nine of these power unit regulations. Year nine. (laughs) You may have a fundamental problem with your power unit.
2: (laughs) Like like I say many times, it's a race, and they've been left behind. And they're not winning it. (laughs) No, no,
0: dude. What
1: Esteban Ocon was great. Like I don't know where people got in their head that Esteban Ocon was just garbage the last couple weeks, but that news shut a lot of people up. Yeah, like.
3: Esteban Ocon's been like a, an under the radar driver of the year contender. He's been very solid when Alpine have not been. Yeah, and
2: considering like how Q1 went down, it could have been a lot better than
0: just 4th. Yeah, it could it could have easily gone another way on that one. Shout out to Lance Stroll, P5 Best from 19th on the grid. That was, we, that have next, to
3: give, we have to give this man his flowers. That was his best ge- weekend of the year.
0: A genuinely exceptional drive from Lance Stroll. Fair play to the man. He, he's, he's been due one, and I'm, I'm glad he's got it because that was, a, that was a phenomenal bit of work from him as well. Also, before we get out of here, we've got to talk a little bit about Verstappen's comments as well. I mean, he, he was dunking. I mean, you guys mentioned it a minute ago. He was dunking all over this race weekend, um, and he kind of walked it back a little bit at the end when it was like, oh, I, I always thought the rest was going to be fun. Bullshit!
3: Oh, um, you're, but, you're a liar, and I don't believe you.
0: Is this a, is this another classic case of people going in that classic argument of the show versus the sports argument here? Because I do
1: like. Because there is one thing that I agree with Matt about is that you know, I I I enjoy the show. Dre and I we enjoy the show. We're not performatively shitting our pants about the show every time the show happens, but I think it does make a good point that like. You can't make the show out. And, and it's tricky, right? Because we talk about it in the series where like they want to put the racing ahead of the show when there is no show. And here at Las Vegas, sometime, I, I don't know. Like, I feel I, I like
3: think it, it's a balance you got to hit.
1: Yeah, you got to find that balance.
3: I, I,
2: oh, I don't think it's I don't think it's a balance thing. It is. It's. Being acclimated to it, that it is not normal for F1 where it's normal for other sports, because you never see people complaining about the pomp, the pageant, the pageantry, and drivers having to be involved in, say, the Indianapolis 500. <laughs>
1: Or, right. the, or any or any NASCAR race at Bristol Motor Speedway, <laughs> yeah. or any race well, in well, Europe.
0: Like I honestly, like, like, like I, I, I edit the WTF One podcast as well, and um, <laughs> my colleague over there, you may know him as former Red Bull Junior driver Cannon O'Keefe. He made a great point discussing this with Harry Benjamin on his show, where he just said, "Hang on a minute, if Monaco, which has all of the same classic Vegas esque tropes, wealth, you know." Glamour, glitz—you know—tradition, all of that sort of vibe that goes into Monaco, I and mean, it generally gets a free pass from a lot of people um, in terms of its place on the calendar or being uh, avoiding widespread criticism. Why can't Vegas earn the right to have its own reputable place on the calendar? And because I was like, people grew
1: up on Monaco. Yeah,
0: yeah. and and. I thought that's actually a banger of a point from Callan. And I'm not surprised. He he, he talks a lot of sense on the show. But I was going to say is that that's the one that leaked off the page to me. And I was just like, As RJ alludes to, I'm literally wearing a New England Patriots jersey as I record this podcast right now. I I'm I'm a big Americana guy. Everybody in this in this call knows that. I've loved American sports from the time I was a kid. Uh, My girlfriend is American. Hi, Gloria. Um, And and um, you know, I literally
3: live just north of Boston. (laughs) As I said before, there are three god there. There are three gods you worship here: (laughs) Ortiz, Brady, Bird. It's like, in that order. I it's like it's sometimes, sometimes okay. or
2: bozos getting back on track. Yes. <laughs> like I, I think to a certain degree, people do feel a bit threatened. That, you know yes. the times, they are a change in. Monaco could be gone because Las Vegas is
1: around. I'd say Miami as is, is at, at equal, if not bigger, risk of being gone because Las Vegas is doing everything that Miami is doing but like you you have like the actual landmarks you're not trying to stuff the miami experience into a football stadium parking lot
2: like exactly i think miami is also safe for another reason it could replace another market that f1 has felt uncomfortable going to where you know it's not that often you hear comments from from teams saying that outside of actual interlagos they don't feel safe in sao paulo and miami for a lot of brazilians who choose to live abroad is a safe place uh Mm. even though like to me it's not like yes is it slightly more dangerous yes is it a place where it's like, oh, we shouldn't have an F one race there? No,
0: <laughs> no, uh, I've, I've, I've yeah. never, I've never thought that. I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right, RJ, in the sense of it's understandable because I was one of those people who wrote about it and I thought, hang on, Vegas actually, and it's coming because it's coming full circle on the race, Vegas was a good race. Yeah. I'd argue it was a very good race for yeah, for, for, th- for yeah, it the was a good race here. Yeah, the, you, could, you could go wheel to wheel in in multiple places. There were multiple places you could pass. We saw that. The strip looked great on camera. Yeah, um, yeah. And overall...
1: When they found the right wide angles to choose, <laughs> it looked great. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, like, look... And,
2: yeah. like, yes, it is the middle of the desert. It, overall, it's flat, but there are enough small, slightly... Little step changes to keep people on their toes, and it did yeah. catch a couple people off guard.
0: It's it, it, it's it's got some genuine difficulty it. to it. This is a good race, and look, it goes hand in like Formula One put five hundred billion into this play. 500, billion? 500 million? Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Formula oh, One's whoa, not Formula
1: One's a hold of GDP.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not Walmart. Five hundred million. They put half. They put half a billion dollars into this facility and this 10-year commitment to this place. They've done, they've done that for good reason. They believe the sport does have a degree of, of pageantry and showpiece entertainment that is what Formula 1 has always been. The sport has always leaned this way. So I'm not surprised at all they would they would pump this kind of money into, into gambling on Vegas like this. And as, as I've mentioned that, and I know my colleagues at the race did as well, they wrote a whole video and article about this. You're absolutely, I think you're absolutely right in that if Vegas works out and ticks every box produces good racing, which is, I think this is what, this is what ultimately what we're all here for. If it produces that and it, it meets the best of both worlds by getting big name celebs, big name sponsors gets extra mainstream attention that most races don't normally get Monaco, Miami, Singapore, those are all going to be rounds that are going to go. Do we actually need these rounds anymore? Now I, I agree with you King. They'll, they'll, They'll move, yeah, no, no, yeah, they'll move around other places first. Yeah, they'll move
2: around other places first cuz all the places you named are also highly profitable events. It's not about Ooh. it's not about picking out places that you know, we need you know, an x amount of night races. Well, like we're not
0: making a sim racing calendar. This is a business. Right. And I think people want that oh, they they, they want those staple, you know, custom-built tracks that they've that grown up with all the time. But unfortunately, the reality is these races all make money. And Vegas, like, I'll, I'll go back to what I said at the top of the show, 315,000 weekend attendance. Proof of the pudding is in the eating. People, yep. people, people. And this is with $2,000 general admission tickets for most of the yep. time running up to this weekend. This,
3: this was with timing that was uh, heavily skewed towards catering to... Not your other two-thirds of the United States.
1: Damn. America got, like, the best Australia, New Zealand, Japan no. fly around round, ever. Yeah. Mm.
2: yeah. Like, I, I wrote about it before the race weekend, and uh, it, it came true being there in person, seeing it. Vegas hosts these big events to bring people into town to spend money. And the city was packed in, and... This morning, most of the casino bosses, they all said that it's the biggest event Las Vegas has ever had. Wow. Mm. Just straight up. They, they got exactly what they paid for. People across, like, say, at, at Win Las Vegas, the, the dealers for the table game saying that they, that they had to split, like, almost a million dollars in just tips. Fuck. Dude. <laughs> Holy hell, um, a million bucks just in tips? Okay, so yeah, there was a correction from uh, oh. the account Las Vegas locally. So, Wynn says the tip take was roughly $700,000. $700, uh, I mean, that's minutes. like you're paying income tax on tips alone. So yeah, yeah. a normal Saturday for a de- for a table dealer is a, is at most $400 in tips. The night of the race, it was $2,000 per table
0: dealer. That's how much they split between all of them. You, 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 you got to de- you've got to, in, in, the, in, this, in my country, you've got to declare tax on that. Yeah. That is an enormous amount of tip money. Holy hell. Um, Say, qu- like,
2: quote, This weekend set records for wind dealers in highest tokes in their 18-year history.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> only yep. the super bowl this only the super bowl in vegas that's coming up is going to equal that so
2: yeah that's another thing they don't think the super bowl is going to beat it
1: wow, wow. dude that's bold if that comes true I don't know what to say. Maybe the NFL has just finished. Football in America <laughs> has lost the country.
0: We're, do- we're doing we're doing 20 U.S. Grand Prix a year. We're going to come to your town and bring F1 to your Cause, house because clearly the, it's working. The
2: big caveat <laughs> is a racetrack will always have a higher attendance than a football stadium. That's yes.
0: true. Yes, that, that's, that's very true. Um, yeah, so for F1, it was a rocky start. But I think it's fair to say this is a huge dub boss, man. I think um, we
3: dodged an enormous bullet um, with no further mm. issues to the track after day one.
1: We we were doing the Matrix back then. That was then (laughs) cliched into so many other movies around that time after the first day. Like, don't get me wrong. Next nine years of this contract better not start like the first day of the first year did. But... Uh, but blown. overall, in terms of assess, like this is not Caesar's Palace two that's for trimmings. They're not cutting this off nine years early on a deal, like I'd seen some people suggest.
0: No chance. This was they genuinely were never going
3: to either. No. Yeah, this was uh, that was just not a realistic point of view to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's too was much, much a huge... money to be
0: made here. This was a future yeah. dub for the sport. They got yeah. away with it. They absolutely got away with it on Friday, but they but i didn't even realize just how well the casinos had taken off of this and now that i do yeah this is this is a objective dub for formula One and
2: should we read through some of the mgm stats that they had on betting because they said it was the most bet f1 race they ever had hit, drop hit me that with track it. for me oh man let me pull up the email that i got earlier which i'm pretty it sure must to
0: wrap this up <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah if you're listening so uh i think the most notable bet they had was a Two hundred thousand dollar bet on Max Verstappen to win the race at minus two hundred odds. So that person
3: ended up taking in a hundred thousand dollars. I say, I say, Matt, say a happy bet on Max because Max had to knuckle down for that one. (laughs) That guy was probably (laughs) sweating. (laughs) Dude that man that man just saw, saw he saw Leclerc go fast in the first and he's like
1: No oh no, lo- oh no no I'm losing my G Wagon The bank is taking my G Wagon back
0: <laughs> Not the Pittmobile Um
3: Six Wheeler or
2: four And also when, when I point out that it's the most bet F one Grand Prix in MGM's history It beat and it beat the previous record holder by, by a three times.
1: <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That we can gamble crazy. anywhere now, almost anywhere now.
2: Let's see, say, so, yeah. Uh, so the, the most bet. Uh, so the, the bets with the most props, the most money put down. So uh, any <laughs> other driver to win the race. So anyone but Verstappen, that was at plus 160. <laughs> wow uh yeah leclerc to finish top three that was also that was negative 150 dan ricardo to finish in the top 10 plus 300 and a mercedes car to win the race plus one thousand two (laughs) hundred.
3: but Mm, those yeah those were those four best most popular bets (laughs) um oh you also mentioned mercedes because mercedes laying a stinker has also set us up with actual stakes in the final race of this year. <laughs> um this race was so awful for Mercedes that it has er- it completely eroded their cushion in second in the constructors.
0: We've we've got three major championship fights going into the final round in Abu Dhabi this weekend in the constructors. 4 points separating Mercedes and Ferrari in the fight for second. What Eleven... is that DNS in Brazil
3: going to do Ooh. to Ferrari's psyche?
0: Oh boy, that's gonna that's gonna kill them if they if they don't get that second. If there's a fight for fourth because hey, McLarens had a couple of dodgy rounds, and now Aston Martin's only eleven points behind them in the fight for fourth. So there's something on on stake for for Aston Martin there as well. They might actually still actually come back and steal fourth on the last round. Um... Just take Lando Norris's lunch money. Um, that's a possibility. And we've got the fight for seventh. Only seven points separating Williams and Alpha Tauri in the battle of the best of the bottom, as I like to call it, for, for P7 overall as well. So Yeah, remember when we said genuine genuine that.
3: Uh, remember we said Williams locked out row three? Yeah, it's as good as it got.
1: What yep. happened to the straight line speed advantage? Apparently it means nothing when you don't have tires left by about the midpoint of the race.
0: Yes, because Oscar, P- Oscar P- Astri went to Albon and said, if you don't like trains, then fuck you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, so, um, yeah, that was, that was a rough one on that one. So without further ado, the final Formula One round of the year this weekend in Abu Dhabi. Gentlemen, it's almost over. We almost One a more break.
3: weekend underneath
0: the RB19's
3: boot. <laughs>
0: We're almost home.
2: Oh man, this Red Bull-flavored odyssey is almost over.
0: <laughs> we're almost home we're drowning <laughs> in sucrose <laughs> Abu Dhabi this weekend for Formula 1 the final round of the 2023 championship um but uh yeah I, I would be talking about now the fact that hey at least MotoGP turned out better this weekend it didn't no uh, no it did not it really did not um and that'll be our next episode where we talk about MotoGP uh in cat off for their penultimate round of the year and uh well, well, we had a title fight going in. It's now probably over. Um, so that we'll get into that in, in the very, very near future in our next episode on MotoGP in Qatar. But uh, that was uh, Vegas, baby. And what happened in Vegas? Stayed in Vegas. So same for King as well, because he'll be back on the next episode too. So but that'll be fun. <laughs> Ladies you can find us one more time, Dre underscore WTF1 at CBuckley917 at RJ O'Connell at Ryan Eric King, Motorsport underscore 101 on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Motorsport101pod, website, motorsport101.com, and our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. You can back us on there if you are that way inclined. Thank you if you do so. Until then, I've been Dre Harrison. They've been Cam Buckley, RJ O'Connell, and Ryan Eric King. Until next time, thank you very much for listening, and sayonara.
1: Later, y'all. Bye.
3: Dre, what size would you like your die cast? 124th
0: <laughs> uh, one, one scale, please.
3: <laughs> I don't know if they make MotoGP in 124th scale.